Wyverns and Weirdos Curse of Strahd is a horror-themed campaign, and as such, contains dark themes, including descriptions of gore, violence, and other features intrinsic to the gothic horror genre. left off the party were having discussions and relaxing and planning uh more or less so um we ended with uh, the the image of sevia and fall uh creating minor illusions to entertain each other uh so was there anything anyone wanted to do before winding down for the evening? I think Phoebe would obviously have her bath at some point. Yes. yes. Thank you. And she's also going to scrub all her clothes and Conrad's mm. shirt that she's been wearing as a jacket this whole mm. time. <laughs> okay. Uh, just a reminder, because it is a new spell, you do know prestidigitation can be used to immediately clean your clothes. That is fair, and Sevia would remember that, so she does that. Okay. Um, so, is there anything else people intend to do with the evening, or...? Uh, so, Conrad's going to take a leisurely, like, um, meal. He does drink, and he does yep. generally, like, attempt to chatter with Beatrice a little bit. He's trying. Yeah. Um, but I imagine, considering the way that their conversations generally go, uh, he'll eventually be like, Do you play cards? I love playing cards. Oh, good. But by this point, Beatrice is several ales in. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it's probably drinking a bit. Excellent. Good. Well, fantastic. I'm quite good at them. But, um, well, would you like to play a match? And he will take out his little card set, which I think he has. Certainly. Cool. Yeah, he's good at playing card set. That's why they'll, they'll, they'll play cards. Okay. <laughs> um... I guess just just for the hell of it, uh, uh, I'll get yeah. both of you to roll. Um, what what would it be? I I'll I'll let you each choose like whether uh yeah pro probably choose a mental ability and add mm -hmm. your proficiency because both of you do have proficiency in playing card sets. Okay, proficiency. So, oh, yeah, plus, so four. plus four. All right, so yeah. a mental one. I'm going to roll on D&D &D Beyond. Mm. Oh, I should not have rolled it on D&D &D Beyond. That's fine. It's 11. 11. He's probably also a bit tipsy, so that's fine. That That is, yeah, so 11. And Beatrice? 22. 22. <laughs> ah, match. Good. Good job. You are quite good at this. I learned a long time ago. Oh. I'm playing a game or two when I'm in towns. 
Oh, I see. I generally have played against myself or with other boys when they're, we're all drunk. So that's uh, hmm, very good. Well, much to be learned from this, I think. It certainly is. Have a couple of rounds? Sure thing. Okay. So we do that. Yeah. Nothing else to do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Fall, anything you're doing with your evening? Um, also having a bath and washing my clothes. Okay. Um, probably was hanging out for a CBO for a little bit. Um, I guess attune, finish attuning to my staff of... Okay. Yeah. Staff of striking, striking, I believe it is. That's the one. Yes. Indeed. Um, or, or the incredibly good whacking stick. Um, Very good. Yes. <laughs> and Exley, uh, out, outside the town. Um, Exley essentially powered down as soon okay. as uh, everyone else left for okay. six hours. All right. So um, you'll, you'll spend your time in the evening as, as you desire and take your rests. And uh, actually, uh, you are not woken up at any point in the evening. So uh, you'll Excellent. wake up in the morning at a reasonable hour um, and I imagine you probably regroup downstairs minus Exley. Yep. Yeah. Yes, I imagine we would. Right. I will note as well like um, Conrad um, has got like gone through his quite battered looking suitcase by now and so he's um kind of tried to pick like the nicest looking outfit uh, that he would have just thrown it. He doesn't have that many changes of clothes, but he would have, like, he's changed his outfit. So he's looking a lot mm. more fine. It's like probably another nicer coat um, that hasn't gotten blood all over it. Mm. <laughs> um, and he's pro probably like gone and spent some more time, like um, making himself look nicer. He does generally wear a bit of makeup. So he's redone all of that really carefully and very methodically. Um, so he's looking quite fresh and like, I don't know. Fancy. As fancy as he probably looked when he first came to Barovia and <laughs> not soon after that. Um, yeah. And it's kind of like, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, sometime in the morning, uh, Beatrice would have taken the time to attune to the cloak that, that they picked yep. up in the um, tavern. She also would have grabbed, um, she would have unwrapped her little chest of coins and will have taken out about 20 gold and popped that into her uh, pouch. Okay. Um, I guess for reference, at some point, Sevia maybe would have been like, uh, Fall, we should probably give Conrad his clothes back and would have cleaned all his clothes of prestidigitation and folded them up all neatly and is maybe like carrying yes, them that's around. a good point <laughs> takes the little pants scarf off and everything were they comfy as a scarf oh yes it works quite well you know yes this jacket's legs. been quite yes Con I, you don't think to look at him that conrad would be that much bigger than me but this works quite well as a jacket she says showing off his little dress shirt maybe yes. he likes wearing wearing oversized shirts it certainly is kind of aesthetic people enjoy it can be a good look, yes. yes. Hmm. Probably looks good with his little trousers, I don't know. <laughs> uh, he always seems to be either fully dressed or not wearing a shirt. There are two extremes with Conrad. <laughs> so. Okay. Um, 
Sorry, oh, you... sorry to talk about him that way. And then continue. <laughs> so as you all group up, uh, as Ralva says, well, we should probably get on the road. It's going to be a bit of a trip. And if we want to get the most out of our time with Morden Kanan, uh, it's best to head out earlier rather than later. All right. Are there any places around to obtain horses here? I know we had st I had struggle earlier, but traveling all on foot is sort of getting a bit tiresome. I imagine for you yourself as well as Morelda. It's it's not ideal, but uh, unfortunately, there don't tend to be many places for that around here. No. Well, I wish you all the best of luck walking then. Yes. And the same to the same to you two and Exley when you decide to get on the road. Should only yes. be should only be, I'd say, an hour or two, maybe three at the most, to get to to Ravenloft. Mm. Right. Um and do we have any kind of backup plan should things go awry at Ravenloft? Do we have any way of keeping in touch with them? There doesn't appear to be one. The best way, unless there are some kind of arcane means that any of the casters have access to, all I can think of is if things go to shit, uh, maybe actually can turn into a bird again and uh, try to find a window out and find us. Yes, well, I suppose if you see X there, Beatrice and I have died, so, um... Oh! Mm. Uh, upon as... I'm so sorry, for, as Zoe, for actually interrupting. I just got very excited. Um, Sevia <laughs> uh, got a little thinking look on her face when Esmeralda mentioned that, and she was thinking back on a spell she thought about yesterday and how it's a newer one for her, so she definitely misread the difference between her area of effect and area of the spell's range. Um, and she goes, I actually might have something that could assist. Hmm? Uh, it's, it's new for me, it's higher level, but uh, there's a spell I can do called Telepathic Bond, which would allow us to forge a telepathic link with one another. Um, I'd assumed yesterday that it only lasted within 30 feet, but that's just the area in which I can cast it. Um, it can travel through any distance, not oh. through planes of existence, but it can, it can cover any distance, as long as we all speak the same language, which we all do. Marvelous. To, to, so it would be speaking in one's mind? Uh, yes. It would be most like, um, every comparison I'm thinking of is modern. Uh, it, it would almost be like, um, having just a, 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 some extra voices in your head. Ah. Indeed. Well, that would not make much difference then. Excellent. Well, that's a fantastic, uh... If this works, that would be that would solve it entirely. Then, if yes. uh, Beatrice and I die, you can hear us die instead of uh, waiting for Exley to tell you. Well, um, 
I'm sure guess... it won't happen. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'd hope not. I like having you around. Um, if we're by modern Canaan, maybe he has a way of getting us to you if things uh, take a turn for the worst. Yes. Um, I will say, telepathic bond, it doesn't la it lasts an hour, which is not particularly long in the grand scheme of things. Um, uh. Uh. There might... I don't know if there's a way for us to reconvene right before you actually go to Ravenloft, but... Oh. It's still going to be too much of a trek by the time that they get there. It'll uh. run out. Well, I suppose, um... Hmm. It was a good thought. Yes. It would have been... Well, yes. Oh, well. If it, if this dinner doesn't end up being a full battle, it certainly would be good for now to know for the future. Yes, absolutely. I suppose if we see each other again, then that will be most useful. Might might be worth uh, casting on the group before we go in for the final strike. Yes. Um, I mean, if there's any way for us to... Oh, it all hinges on whether or not you all end up being attacked while in the castle, or whether you can make it out and then we go back in. Um, it hmm. is difficult to say. I... I don't like the idea of leaving you alone like that. We, we may assess uh, the situation once we actually get to Castle Ravenloft, perhaps. Mm. Mm. Yes, of course. I'm sure it will be fine to begin with, so... We will just have to see how it goes. It's the closest idea of a plan, so it's something must follow. So that is what we shall have to do. Who knows? Maybe, maybe uh, Morin Kainen has some way of reaching out to you. Maybe. Yes, fingers crossed. He's a stronger mage than I, so hopefully. All right. Hmm. Um, and I can't remember if she's already got it or not, but um, if she doesn't, Conrad will then kind of like sign and um, take the book, the Strad's diary, and give it to Sevia. I can't remember if she has it already or not. Oh, if she does it's not. It's changed hands like a hundred times yeah. at this point. Um, but yeah, he'll yeah. Uh, yeah sign and just hold it out to her. Oh, uh, thank you. Yes, that's right. This was part of the plan. Yes. Yes. Yes, that's Brielda's plan. Well, we we don't want you being a target with that book in there. So no. I'll just be a target with the book out here. It's fine. Yes. Ah. Thank you, Conrad. Uh, Beatrice sort of steps forward and pulls a dagger out of 
nobody quite knows where um, <laughs> and steps up towards Fall and says, uh, just in case you may need to, I don't know, stab, uh, Conrad and I discussed, uh, perhaps you should take this and a dagger too. Uh, thank you. Um, I actually already have a dagger. Um, oh. He pulls up one that I think he was given by Van Richten. Oh, um, uh, thank you for the offer. As um, not really my favorite way of fighting, but I suppose, yes, I'll have to keep this in mind. It's good to remember. Just in case you may need to, I don't know, take a vampire's head off. Ah, yes, that's a good point. I was considering, like, when Star came, can I tie a dagger to my staff and then stab it through him? <laughs> Make your staff into a spear. Yes, yes. Something to consider. Thank you. <laughs> well, hopefully it won't be necessary. Yes. And yes, to you three, I I hope I hope your endeavors go well. I I wish to see you again, so best of luck. Yes. Uh, we've rather become a good little group here, I think. So, ah. Uh, I hope to see you all again. In fact, I will. And yes. you will, will that into existence. Yes, we'll see you on the other side. We'll be um, with you at the battle and then all back home, I'm sure. <laughs> Certainly. Uh, yes, well, we shall see how it goes. I hope uh, your travels to Mordenkind go well. Thank you. Yes. Shall we get on the road? We've got a long journey ahead of us. Let's go. And um, while when like uh, Fall does turn, uh, Conrad will like palm something into Fall's hand. Um, oh. <laughs> oh my god! I rolled in that one like I was like, oh, what am I gonna roll? <laughs> but his sleight of hand is thirteen, so it's a fourteen. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not very subtle as Conrad thinks it is. <laughs> um, uh, and then he'll kind of uh, turn away, but he's given Fall one of the ball bearings because Fall <laughs> tried to steal one from him a very long time ago. <laughs> I was listening to that episode today. Uh, we'll be like, um, <laughs> I'll be like, oh, and kind of like try to look at it surreptitiously and just be like, <laughs> do a little chuckle, <laughs> and then I uh, turn to wave at Connor and be like, um, all right, I'll I'll see you soon. Yes, sir. See you later, Fall and Sylvia. And Esmeralda, have a safe trip. You too. Safe trip. Farewell. And the two of you watch the three, your three allies depart. Mm. Okay. So. Sad music in the background. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, Longing. <laughs> now, like, with Esmeralda's knowledge of the land, you're able to fairly easily. And, and your experience thus far you're able to kind of make a fairly safe journey avoid any real trouble uh, how long does it take us it's it's probably about 
three to four hours. Okay, cool. Yeah. At some point, Sevia is going to turn to four and be like, um, before we go into whatever the final combat with Strad happens to be, before we do that, I think we should all um, write our addresses on each other's arms or something like that. Because oh. when we free Barovia, I don't know if we're going to go back to Fielor together or if we're going to go back to oh. where we were before. And I want to be able to find you all. Yes, and, that's... you know, I can't just go wandering around door and being like, has anyone seen a Kenku named Beatrice? Has anyone seen a, a, a man named... Man? Boy, man, Conrad. Has anyone <laughs> seen a Conrad? And then I didn't even know how to begin asking about Exley. Or... It's true, I don't know where he's going to end up. Yes, that's a good idea. I don't know if I'm going to have an address when I get back. I was kind of just living in a communal house with my troop. Oh. Um, but I'll write down that address in case I'm allowed back in. Good, yes. Um, yes. Uh, and I'll give you the address for the university. Um, and she also kind of, because there's the backpack she shares with Fall where they keep all their stuff, but she also has been carrying Kazir's backpack this entire oh. time. And she's like, uh, at some point I have to return his things, so hopefully there's a, an address in one of the books. True, true. If not, at least he was from Dorum, I can... I can ask yes. for the Temple of Daemir. Yes, that, that's good. You came from the same place. I'm sure you'll be able to find somewhere to <clears throat> put his belongings. She gets a really put-out look on her face. She goes, Can I ask you a question? Um, of course. I, I know we've discussed Kazir previously. <clears throat> What was your opinion of him, really? Uh, well, I wasn't exactly fond of him. Um, he was... Uh, he reminded me a lot of some of the monks who taught me and... Well... I don't know, they're very rules-oriented, which is fine and everything until those rules go in bad directions. I don't know, I don't, I don't, he probably wasn't a bad person, he just reminded me of some bad things and the whole, uh, I don't know, um, I wasn't a big fan, I didn't get to know him very well though, and I didn't want him to die, that was very upsetting. Yes, um, no, uh... Uh, sorry, why did you ask? She looks over at Esmeralda to see if Esmeralda is listening to these two chuckle fucks have a conversation behind her. She, she seems more focused on making sure everything's safe. Okay. She kind of sighs and she goes, Well, I... I must admit to having done a little bit of snooping oh? through Kazir's things. Not whilst he was alive, but uh, recently, whilst we were in the temple. Nothing wrong with that, then. <laughs> what, uh, what did you find? Anything of interest? Well, um, 
I'm guessing depending on your opinions of religious uh, artifacts, uh, many interesting things, but I mostly was reading his diary. Oh. Uh, I think beyond anything else, there were many reasons he maybe seemed more rules forward than one would expect, <clears throat> I guess. Mm -hmm. He... He... Do you remember how Conrad found out he had a daughter? Not him, Kazir. <laughs> yeah, how, my how brain Conrad, just went, what? <laughs> how Conrad um, read Kazir's diary whilst yes. we were still trying to revive him and worked out that, that Kazir had had a daughter. Yes, yes, that was quite sad. Yes, she... It seems her death quite affected him. <clears throat> he... From what I can gather, the... Several entries crossed out and torn out around the time of her passing, but he was not always a cleric. Mm. There seems to have been a period of time where he... One maybe would describe it as being part of the underbelly. There's not a lot of direct references to it, but oblique ones, certainly. To a past he'd rather forget. Interesting. I was wondering why he was so against, you know, stealing for survival. I think our pathways kind of went in opposite directions. <laughs> Although I wouldn't say I'm part of any monstrous underbelly or anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I... <clears throat> I guess that does explain things about him. There's one thing I... No, no, you you speak. Um... Oh, I was just going to say that I know, although my experience with my monastery didn't end up being especially positive, there were lots of people who found comfort in it and enjoyed it and loved it. Mm. My friend loved it, so I can see how he could have... because he took the path that he did. Mm. I... I will admit religion was never a huge part of my life growing up, even before I gave it up. Um, we worshipped Arcani in the passive way most people do. Mm -hmm. uh, prayed for knowledge, prayed occasionally for finding lost keys. <laughs> <laughs> but he... <sighs> and she swings the bag around and she pulls out his diary. He wrote his thoughts on each of us in here. Oh. And they were pretty standard, really. Um, he definitely referred to you as a normal tiefling, which I think says a lot about how he viewed his own uh, physical form. Yes. Yes, that would make sense. But he... I don't... This feels very stupid to say, but 
He said I reminded him of his daughter. Hmm. So I can understand why maybe seeing someone who reminds him of her shoot lightning at someone because they don't like the way a sail is going maybe wasn't particularly good for him, but I can't help but feel angry. Uh, why is that? Because I did not ask for another father. I did not ask to be a surrogate for his daughter. And, you know, if he wants to be a ghost, he should haunt me. I don't like having these thoughts in my head with him not here to answer them. You know, because now I just want to ask him what right he thinks he has to that. To me. It feels... I'm sorry, this has all gotten quite away from me. I'm just... I've been thinking about it for days. I, I started praying for once, and... And I can't... It seems like it's something that's you're really struggling with. I... I could, yeah, it, it's difficult when people put you into a role that you don't agree with, and then, oh gosh, I can imagine when that person is gone, you can't even confront them about it. I guess... Um, I love having you as a friend. <laughs> having no friends was certainly easier. There are no expectations, then. Or there are, but only the ones on yourself. Uh, what expectations do you think I'm putting on you? Well, not you. Oh. But, <laughs> no, I mean... Oh, him. Ah, yes, yes. If I... If I wanted someone who coddled me to put expectations of greatness on me, then I would have revived my father. <laughs> you know? Yes, I, I got that. Just from him. <clears throat> well, tell me about Flo. Oh. Um, if you want to, I'm sorry, I've just... Gone and made myself upset, and I, I, you, you talk as much as their passing. I'm sure was quite traumatic. Um, you speak of them very highly. Uh, yes, um, yes, he was my only friend. Uh, when I grew up in the monastery, everyone else was either. And considerably older or considerably younger than me, so I had no one <laughs> to interact with. And then when his parents died, he joined the monastery. And so we became friends. Uh, well, he was a water genasi. Um, oh. Uh, well, <laughs> bit of a bond there about looking rather different, I guess, together. Um, yes, and he... Like I said before, some people love that religion and that lifestyle, and that was it for him. 
as the monk of Kitath, the only pathways for us are to either become a teacher, a cleric, or go off into an adventuring lifestyle. And for him, he wanted to become an adventurer so much. <sighs> so he he spurred me along and we competed against each other and that's what I wanted to for a while, or I thought I did. Uh, it was he was good. He was a very he was a very fun person and a very passionate person. <laughs> And he loved that lifestyle, and then it did not love him back, I suppose. <laughs> that is... Uh, I'm sorry. Thank you. But you had each other for the time Flo was here? Yes. And I'm sure wherever he is, he he's still cheering you on. I hope so. I do feel a little selfish sometimes, sometimes because my grief for his passing it was the only thing that got me out of having to fight in the war. And so ever since then, I've exaggerated how those traits, so people won't expect much from me. So I kind of feel like I've been using him, but oh. I'm sure he'd understand. When my parents passed, uh, people came to the door every day looking to help me. I was 13 and... Uh, they wanted nothing more than to help, and every day I turned them away, saying that I was too stricken with grief to do anything. And I did that for... How old am I now? Uh, eight years? <laughs> it's an... It may not be a noble impulse, but it is understandable. You were at war. Why not leave? Yes, I... I never wanted to be there. It's hard. It's so hard to deal with losing people. It is. Uh, and speaking of which, um, he takes out the um, uh, the necklace. Um, mm -hmm. I know you oh. you gave this to me as a gift, and I appreciate it. But I just wanted to ask again: Are you are you sure that that you're comfortable giving this up? Yes. If, it meant so much to you. Yes. Again, the fact it meant so much to me is why I want you to have it. Um, you know, I... You've... You said Flo was your only friend. Well, that's, um... Not to make light of it, but one more friend than I've ever had. So, 
maybe it's good to share what I can with you. And who knows, maybe once we leave Barovia, this bloody book won't work anymore, and I'll have to get a new one, and, and you can help me get with that. Yes, absolutely. Oh, actually, um, he kind of, like, gets his hand up and looks at, like, the bracelet that he has around his wrist that he, he like, um, fiddles with nervously sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Flo gave this to me as, like, a friendship bracelet. Aww. I will have to make you one. <gasps> really? Yes, yes, I need to find some fabric. Find some colours that work with you. Oh, my... <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, yes. That's that a plan. Would... As soon as I can find something, maybe a blue, oh, no, maybe a blue and purple. I don't know. That would mean the world to me. Thank you. Okay. So, meanwhile, back in Valaki, uh, Beatrice, Conrad, and Exley, is there anything you are doing of the morning to prepare, or? Um. I guess. Sorry, you go. Oh, I was going to say, I guess so. after a bit, Conrad and Beatrice would have walked over to where Axley is. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. Axley would probably just be putting the finishing touches on uh, reasserting his control over Prime so that he doesn't mm. go crazy and kill us all halfway mm. through the track. It's appreciated. <laughs> mm, excellent. Excellent. Um... And oh god, yeah, Conrad was very terse the whole time, like very like tense. I suppose the second like uh, Esmeralda, Sevia, and Fall left, um, which is probably not that much of an issue because Beatrice is not a huge talker either. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, we've just been seriously walking out there, and I think then when they arrived, actually, just going over like either a copy of the map that maybe Sevia might have given them. I'm not sure if she did that. Um, yeah, she did. Um, she so would have, yes. Yeah. yeah, so he would have been going over that. I think he spent a lot of his time the night previous before he went to sleep um, taking notes in his little, his own diary. Um, and so he just kind of like just focusing himself looking at the map, um, yeah. trying to familiarise himself with everything. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, you, the three of you are reunited by Exley's lean-to. How did the lean-to serve overnight? There it was it was reasonable. Excellent. <laughs> Beatrice walks up and is, hmm, I like what you did with the place. Thank you. I am quite proud. It looks like it sufficed the purpose, I believe. Neither of us died in the night, so I would agree. That's always a plus. It is true. It was good to have an uninterrupted night's sleep, I must say, in an actual bed. Um, I would not say no offence to you, uh, Fortitude, because you do not require a bed unless you are a dog, so... Um, yes. Okay, so, uh, Strahd's Manor. Hmm, this will be interesting. Apparently it's a potential two to three hour trek. Isn't that excellent? No horses anywhere. Fantastic. I suppose 
Strad will just have to. He can, he kind of like bundles up the coat, <laughs> kind of like ties it around his waist, rolls up his sleeves. And he's like, okay, well, <laughs> uh, we'll just have to make the best of it, I suppose. Once everyone's ready, we'll have to set off. If you wish, I can become a horse. We will still need to move slowly. Yes, true. I suppose we cannot move that far, considering we'll eclipse too much distance from from Prime. <laughs> I will be fine walking for a time, unless Beatrice, of course, you require. I am right. I am right to walk. Okay. I do. I do think what we need to do when we get there first is to try and find the mage's staff. Do not forget that it is supposed to be somewhere near Ravenloft. Ah, yes, a good point. Um, hopefully it will be easy to locate, or at least there'll be some indication of it. That was your old master's, was it not? 42? That is correct. While I was able to locate the spellbook, the staff has eluded me. Perhaps with more pairs of eyes, we can find it this time. Yes, perhaps uh, same with uh, finding your master. It will be a feeling that you'll be able to hone in on the closer we get there. I suppose there's only one way of finding out. Well, are we all ready? Yeah. Let us go. Good. All right. Right. <laughs> we set off. Yeah, so you make your way along the the road. Um, and after a few hours of travel, um, you reach the crossroads that you... Well, one, one of the crossroads uh, by the, the... Some of the inner gates of Barovia. Um, and even here in the mountains, the forest and the fog are inescapable. Ahead, the dirt road splits in two, widening toward the east. There, you see patches of cobblestone, suggesting that the eastern branch was once an important thoroughfare. Parked at the fork of the road, pointed east, is a large black carriage drawn by two black horses. The horses snort puffs of steamy breath into the chill mountain air, and the side door of the carriage swings open silently as you approach. Strad? There's I no believe... one in the carriage. I believe someone is expecting us. Is there anyone in there? Speak. No response. Hmm. Can Beatrice investigate for any traps? Yeah, roll me an investigation check. Uh -huh. Oops. Uh, investigation. Conrad is going to look perturbed while this is happening, but also curious at the horses. They look slightly different from the average horse back home. 25. Okay, uh, you, you do a thorough inspection of the carriage and there appears to be no traps. How large is the carriage? It is, it is enough for, um, it, it would probably actually, that, yeah, there is room inside for eight people. 
What about three and a giant? Uh, yeah, that that would. It would be a bit cramped. It would be a bit cramped. Be a bit cramped vertically. But um, holy crap! But it is possible. CBS How strong do these horses look? Uh, they're strong enough to carry a carriage that's going to carry eight people. Oh at least. boy. Uh, okay. Well, Exley's going to look at the carriage, uh, and then look at Prime, and then look back yeah. at the carriage, and then look back at Prime. <laughs> And then look back at the carriage. <laughs> Any traps, Beatrice? And nothing that I can find. My word, it looks quite big inside compared to the outside. It does indeed. Oh, he attempts to follow Exley's staring from Prime <laughs> back again. Oh. Prime may fit inside also, possibly, uh, then. Uh, <sighs> All right. Um, and he's going to reach into his pocket, take out a handkerchief, like a little scarf, and then just tie it around his nose. So they'll be like, all right, let's, 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 let's try this. Um, just, just before we do get in, um, is there any sort of wooded area near the carriage? Uh, not not really, not in the immediate. You, you've you passed through some wooded area to get here, but not around the carriage itself. It's fairly clear here. All right, so Beatrice is going to duck around and stand behind Prime. Hmm. And she's going to conceal the hilt okay. somewhere on her person. Okay. Uh, just... just... Roll me a sleight of hand check for... Sleight of hand? Yeah. Ooh, okay. Um, that's not bad. 21. Okay, so you, you're pretty confident that this is fairly well hidden. Okay. She's going to follow whatever Conrad and Exley do. Conrad's going to stand with his arms folded, watching, okay, like, well, probably would be best to see if Prime can fit in first. <laughs> I do not really fancy being squashed up against the wall by, by him, so. Are there, is there, like, space at the front of the carriage? Like, is there a seat for, say, a driver at uh, the front of the carriage? There is. Oddly, there don't appear to be reins, though there is, like, a, there the is a usual seat. carriage seat. Yeah. Okay. Shall we attempt to enter the carriage? Yes. Prime first, I would suggest. Prime. Enter the carriage, please. <laughs> How does he? How's he looking? Uh, it's it's stable, although like, yeah, he's he's squished vertically. Um, a bit, so just like shoulders right up to the the neck, head head squished down. 
Um, <laughs> knees, knees up to the chest, that kind of thing. Well, at least we are now certain that there are no traps inside. And it will be an interesting uh, little uh, trip. Hmm. Excellent. Well, all right. I suppose we had better get on then. And he's going to unroll his sleeves, put his coat back on, and try to, like, neatly himself up after having walked for two hours. Um, and then Conrad will go into the car. Okay. Uh, Beatrice will follow. Uh, Exley's going to look at the front. Because okay. there's a seat there. Mm -hmm. Can Exley just sort of wave his hand around in the general direction of where someone is sitting to try and feel? Yeah, there's there's no there's no entity that you can get a peel of there. No, he'll go in the back of the couch. Okay. <laughs> okay. And as soon as you are in and seated, the carriage starts to move and make its way down the road towards Castle Ravenloft. Uh, Exley powers down for the trip. So, after winding through the forest and craggy mountain peaks for a while, the road takes a sudden turn to the east, and the startling, awesome presence of Castle Ravenloft towers before you. The carriage comes to a dead stop before twin turrets of stone, broken from years of exposure. Beyond these guard towers is the precipice of a 50-foot-wide fog-filled chasm that disappears into unknown depths. A lower drawbridge of old, shored-up wooden beams stretches across the chasm between you and the archway to the courtyard. The chains of the drawbridge creak in the wind, their rust-eaten iron straining under the weight. From atop the high walls, stone gargoyles stare at you out of their hollow eye sockets and grin hideously. A rotting wooden portcullis. Uh, oh, where did I go? Hideous. A rotting wooded portcullis, green with growth, hangs above the entry tunnel. Beyond this location, the main doors of Ravenloft stand open. A rich, warm light spills from within, flooding the courtyard. Torches flutter sadly in sconces on both sides of the open doors. We're going to jump back to Sevier, Paul, and Esmeralda as they reach the entryway to Mordenkainen's mansion. Right. Um, do we I'll knock? Probably let you two do the talking, by the way. Okay. So we didn't get along great last night, but yes. Hello? Hello? A few moments pass, and eventually you see the familiar figure of Mordenkainen step out. Uh, so, you're back. Yes. 
What news? We are, uh, well, we have everything we set out to acquire for the prophecy. Um, the other three are currently, um, in a tangential way, uh, on the lookout for your staff. Okay. Uh, but I guess the uh, pertinent information is that uh, as we were leaving the Amber Temple, we were attacked by Strahd, and he invited all of us to dinner. And, uh, of course, initially we had declined, but uh, Esmeralda thought it might be a good idea for some of us to accept the invitation to see if uh, we could infiltrate and learn more about Strahd and uh, where he... It, I, I will admit I was not paying the most attention to the reasoning behind this plan, uh, but we are here now, while the other three are there now. Or at least they should be at some point. It's quite a trek. I don't yes. think you've chosen completely the worst people to go off to more uh, to see Strahd, but um, Conrad is a bit of a concern. <laughs> well, I don't think so. Uh, uh, you know, he holds up quite well in a fight, uh, and he's quite smart, and uh, he dresses in all black, so he's very good at hiding. Um, well, you've known him more than I have, so I'll take your word for it. Right, yes. And what was your intention in coming here, then? Uh, as Merelda thought this would be a good idea, uh, well, one, because if this dinner does not end in full combat, uh, then there is a future combat and hopefully if the other three can reacquire your staff we were hoping to persuade you to be a part of that final combat i know you have already said you would if your staff was returned but we we do feel the need to you know ask again it is not always implied that you will always say yes but uh also uh in the lead up to fighting strad if there were any magics you could teach us the idea was me specifically, but any magic you could teach any of us would be most beneficial. Uh, I have many vials of arcane ink to transcribe uh, spells. Um, you know, so there's much to be done. Well... Let's get started. Does... Has Fall taken on uh, more uh, arcane forms of enchantment since we last spoke? Um, yes, yes, I have, uh, funnily enough. I um, have learnt a little bit of the bardic magics. I'm afraid there's not much I'll be able to help you with long term. Um. That's fine. But I do have one or two scrolls in my collection that you might be able to make use of that oh. I would not have. I was hoping to use them, as, use them as some sort of trading leverage, but this seems a much more important uh, reasoning. 
Oh, wonderful. I'd love to figure out how to learn from a scroll then. Yes. Excellent. Um, I guess also another query we could ask for you is, uh, are you aware of anyone else who might be useful in the fight against Strahd? Not entirely. Most, most of... Most of who I would have thought helpful perished in the last strike. Uh. What of the um the Raven folk? The Raven folk are probably somewhat worth uh bringing on board. I believe Esmeralda's uh teacher should be of of use if you can convince him to help. Shouldn't be too difficult. Excellent. Um Wonderful, thank you. I'll have to uh, try to do so. So, some of the scrolls that I give you, uh, Beatrice and Exley may be able to uh, to make use of some of them as well, but uh, they aren't here. Yes, I suppose if it were fine, we could take it back to them. Yes, yes. Mm. Um. Well, uh, may we come in? Of course. Come on in. All right. Sevia looks very encouragingly at Fall this whole time, like, you're doing, you're doing <laughs> great. well. <laughs> yeah. Fall gives, like, a cautious thumbs up. Yes, <laughs> in. Go. Okay. <laughs> and it's the same resplendent mansion that you saw the last time you were here. Just one moment, I will collect the scrolls and then I will lead you through to the library. Uh, we will, and we will discuss uh, what what knowledge you desire, what we think would be pertinent for you to have access to in the coming strike. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Yes. Of course. All right. So, meanwhile, the castle. Let me share this map. Oh, we love a good battle map. Yeah. As we come through the gates, or just before we get out of the carriage, once we get through the gates... Beatrice is going to turn to Conrad and Exley and cast protection from evil and good on them both. Okay. So she's going to, and that's, it's concentration now, for 10 yeah. minutes. So just a note, because it's concentration, you can only have one casting of it active. Ah, uh, yeah. So you'll have to She's going to do it on other. Conrad. Okay. So she touches Conrad on the chest. And he feels some slight warmth from uh, the hand and sort of spread across his body, and then the feeling dissipates. Okay. So. When she does that, um, Conrad will, like, tense up a bit. What was that? It was a spell to help you. Protection against evil and good. Imagine he's asking this while she's casting, so just remember it's a 10-minute-long casting. <laughs> 
Uh, oh. No, it's a one action no, casting. No. Oh, it's, wait, ten one minutes, action cast. okay. it's ten minutes. Ten minutes duration. in duration. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yes. It's cool. to help at least initially uh, against start trying to charm you again. Ah, uh, yes. Well, I'm certain that won't happen again. It will be yes. In the past, right. yes, this should be fine. Reconnaissance. So, as you pass through the walls and go. Uh, pass through the gates and go into the courtyard. You notice thick, cold fog swirling around. Sporadic flashes of lightning lance the weeping clouds overhead as thunder shakes the ground. Through the drizzle, you see torch flames fluttering on each side of the keep's main open doors. Warm light spills out of the entrance, flooding the courtyard, and high above the entrance is a round window with shards of broken glass lodged in its iron frame. Do you desire to step in, step through into the main courtyard? Oh, not into the main courtyard, into the entryway. You don't see anything else? Exley will. Not of note at this point. Alright, well, will knock on the door and okay. ask permission so to enter. Okay. The door is, the door is open. Mm-hmm. Um... And there's no, uh, there's no immediate answer, but after a few moments, um, let me, after a few moments, an elf with brown skin and long black hair descends the wide staircase, uh, or did, or comes into the entryway, quiet as a cat. He wears a gray cloak over black studded leather armor and has a polished scimitar hanging from his belt. My master is expecting you. And I will reveal. Okay. Interesting. This figure. That's pretty much how you described him, yes. Mm. He's a three out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> It's only because like of the things. Elrond. Like if, yeah, he if Elrond look. was evil. Like yeah, bitchy yeah. Elrond. Had a bitchy massive, Elrond. Had a massive scar mm. across the forehead. Hmm. Interesting. Ah, oh, excellent. He was expecting us at this time or just in general? It is approaching dinner time. Close enough that... I was instructed to expect company. I see. Karen said this, like, standing behind Exley, poking his little head out from behind him. Um, <laughs> this was Exley who knocked on the door. Good. Well, um... Exley will turn to the others and then turn back and take a step into the entryway. Alright, Conrad will follow. As will Beatrice. Are you giving any command to Prime? I am giving the command to follow. Okay. And we'll just see what the reaction is. Okay. You keep strange company. Um, he says, looking at uh, both Exley and uh, Prime. 
I look back and say, as do you. <laughs> oh, the sass. Well, there's very strange lands here. The dining hall is right this way. Um, it leads you through the great entry. Here. While he's doing that, Conrad like um, leans into Beatrice and is like, I notice he keeps emphasizing the word dining and like dinner. Do you think it means like, do you think this will be an actual dinner? Or is, are they going to try and eat us? Because that's sort of how the implication sounds. This is sort of what all I've been expecting, but I would prefer an actual dinner, to be honest. The way that uh, Strad seems to work, I think... I don't think that this is uh, anything over the top. I, I think it may be dinner. Hmm, quite so, possible. We shall see. So, cobwebs here stretch between the columns that support the vaulted ceiling of a great dusty hall dimly lit by sputtering torches in iron sconces. The torches cast odd shadows across the faces of eight stone gargoyles, squatting motionlessly on the rim of the domed ceiling. Cracked and faded ceiling frescoes are covered by decay. Double doors of bronze stand closed to the east. To the north, a wide staircase climbs into darkness. A lit hallway to the south contains another set of bronze doors through which you hear sad and majestic organ tones. Hmm. Interesting music. Then he leads you down uh, south and to the dining hall. Uh, basically just south of the north entrance, but there is no direct doorway entrance to there, so... Um, while we're walking, I want to be looking around at everywhere we go, like, building a mental map and trying to put it in with the physical map that we've seen. Um, yes, you same. Do, yeah. You do see, um, in this corner, um, just, just south of the uh, of the door here uh, torchlight fluttering against the wall of this vaulted hall to the east an arched hallway stretches for 20 feet ending in a spiral staircase that goes up and down next to the hallway a suit of armor oiled and glistening stands at attention in a shallow alcove to the west large double doors hang slightly open and a steady bright light escapes through the opening Swells of organ music come from behind the door, spilling their melody of power and defeat into the hall. Do you step into the dining hall? Yes. Yep. So, there is a image here to be shared. Ooh. <laughs> Three enormous crystal chandeliers brilliantly illuminate this magnificent chamber. Pillars of stone stand against dull white marble walls supporting the ceiling. In the center of the room, a long, heavy table is covered with a fine white satin cloth. The table is laden with many delectable foods. 
roasted beasts basted in a savory sauce, roots and herbs of every taste, and sweet fruits and vegetables. Places are set for each of you with fine, delicate china and silver. At each place is a crystal goblet filled with an amber liquid with delicate, tantalizing fragrances. At the center of the far west wall, between floor-to-ceiling mirrors, stands a massive organ. Its pipes blare out a thunderous melody that speaks in its tone of greatness and despair. Seated at the organ, facing away from you, a single caped figure pounds the keys in raptured ecstasy. The figure suddenly stops, and as a deep silence falls over the dining hall, it slowly turns towards you. Beatrice claps. <laughs> Connor will look at her and like awkwardly join in. The moment it turns, you recognize its face as that of Strad. Thank you. You are uh, very talented. I am. You take up hobbies when you have been around for as long as I. Please, I'm... take a seat. Beatrice sits down. Excellent. Uh, thank you for extending your invitation to uh, come here. Uh, again, jolly good music, as Beatrice has said. Thank you. Rahadin. Yes, boss. Go and prepare. Of course. And Rahadin departs. And after a moment, Strahd disappears. Like, disappears, disappears, or there's a door that we haven't seen? Disappears, <laughs> and there is a mocking laugh that, that, that rings out as the image of Strahd disperses. <laughs> okay, interesting. Leaving the three of you and Prime alone in the dining room, dining hall. Okay. Um, Conrad is going to look over at Exley and attempt to do an insight check to see why Exley is still standing and not speaking, I suppose. So let's see how that goes. Um, so, a 14. Okay. Um, <laughs> Exley, so I don't know how that goes. Well, he's difficult to read. Um, being a robot who doesn't share emotions. Um, but he is acting different. Almost yeah. muted. He's staring off into the middle distance, almost as if that's, you know, he's either not paying attention or he's pretending that he's not paying attention. Hmm. 42, will you come to, come to the table as well? Of course. And he will go to the table, as instructed. 
Okay. Mm. Suddenly, a fierce, bone-chilling wind rises up and roars through the hall, putting out all open flames. You hear the screech of ancient hinges and the solid thud of many doors slamming shut, one after the other, into the distance. You also hear the portcullis clang shut and the tired groan of the aged drawbridge pulling up. Finally, the doors to this room slam shut. Well, that's not great. Thoughts, Beatrice? It's a power move. True, very dramatic. Uh, quite impressive, to, not, to be honest. He wants to show us his strength. Hmm. Well, we, we will see. Uh, I must say the, uh, the spread looks quite nice on the table. <laughs> I can only hope it's not poisoned. Um, mm. Now, it should be noted, Conrad, you in particular have trouble seeing in this. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I forget because I'm a because human. <laughs> actually, uh, I don't believe Exley has dark vision. Exley doesn't either. No. Exley doesn't. Uh, Beatrice... Beatrice doesn't either, by the looks of things. No, she doesn't. No, so <laughs> it's very dark in here. All right, so amendment, he goes, oh, that, that, that really looks like a quite nice spread. Well, from what I can see of it anyway, the lamplight is quite dark in here now, after all. Mm. Um, are you all still in the same location? Yes. I have not moved. Good. Exley? I am here. Prime? How comforting. <laughs> um, well, this is uh, interesting. Uh, so it's like, like every light is in the room is out, yeah? Yeah. Um, um, when Strud turned around, did he have anything on him? Uh, no. Just the cloak? Yeah. Was it a particularly uh, important-looking cloak? No, just a very nice cloak. It was the same cloak that was on before, yeah? Yeah. Like the last time that yeah. we fought him. I would like to cast Locate Object on the cloak, please. Ooh. On, on... Oh. On Strad's cloak. Mm. What is the range on Locate Object? Hmm... Mitch? Sorry? What I is the range that. on Locate Object? Uh, 1,000 feet. 1,000 feet. Okay, so he is... He is upstairs somewhere. Upstairs Get, somewhere. Getting yeah. <laughs> Changing cloaks. Slipping to something more comfortable. Or, yeah, the cloak <laughs> he is... He, the cloak is upstairs. Uh. It uh, is not very gracious of a host to disappear on his guests. <laughs> Beatrice just speaks out into the open room. And while those two are doing that thing, Conrad's going to reach into like a little pouch. Like he's got like he probably like divvied stuff into a little pouch. And he does actually pull out a candle <laughs> and um a tinderbox. <laughs> oh, he probably has he wouldn't have the candle, but he would have a tinderbox, so he like flicks that as opposed to try and Strike a like strike some light, I suppose. Okay. 
I keep concentrating on that spell. All right. Um, so I'm just trying to work out um, if there's anywhere in particular that it would be, or just generally. Yeah. So it's so it's upstairs. Um, it does not appear to be moving at all. Cool. Okay. Cool. I look up at the roof. <laughs> <laughs> um, can we, is there anything different in the room that Connor can see from like the lamp, like the light from the tinderbox? Uh. Not in particular, so yeah, it's just the the central table surrounded by chairs laid out with food and the organ to the east, uh, to the west. You kind of like, wait, sorry, like, like, and then like kind of <laughs> all just sit, try, try to like light the um, candles at the table, I suppose. Um, okay. It's just somewhat nervously, I yeah. suppose. Yep. So there, there's now, as you light the candles, there is now some dim light in this room. Well, it's strange. I must admit, it does sort of feel like either, yes, as you said, Beatrice, power play, or he's hoping that we will try to do something, which we won't, because we're here to have dinner. Um, and also it would be very strange to do so after the host disappears immediately and all the lights go out, so, um... Hmm. Unless someone's attached Strahd and, you know, the whole castle is sort of revolting. I don't know. Indeed. Tis are actually quite a common uh, employee thing, actually. Oh, I know that once uh, Papa had a dinner where um, he did not turn up for I mean, a full 12 hours. Um, a sort of, uh, and then, uh, well, you know, half of the uh, associates that were invited, they were murdered. But, you know, um, it was quite funny, actually, um, because they were just twiddling their thumbs for such a long time. Um, so perhaps it's the same thing. Remind me to never go to a dinner party at your place. I would not recommend it. Even the uh, safe ones are not very fun. So of course, if you stay in the family's good graces, everything's fine. But you know, uh, I don't, and uh, many people don't. So, uh, well, hmm. Uh, well, I wonder when he will be returning. Excellent. Uh, um, hmm. you, you notice. Although the organ appears locked in place, with your with your passive perception, you would notice that there are um, scratch marks on the floor that suggest the organ can be slid outward. Interesting. Um, okay. Uh, having a look around the room, does it appear like either from magical or non-magical means that we are being observed roll me roll me I guess an insight check uh, 23 23 there doesn't seem to be any 
any magical observation or or mundane. Okay, and the laughing appears to have stopped. Yes. Excellent. Um, in that case, I'm going to... Um, who would be closest to Exley? Whilst, uh, whilst Exley is sort of observing all this... Uh, Beatrice actually gets up and walks over to the organ and presses a few keys. Okay. Um, so, so at that rate, then Beatrice would probably be the closest um, to Exley. Yeah, so... Yeah, uh, pressing the various keys and pedals of the organ, um, eventually discover that uh, one of the pedals, when depressed, causes the organ to slide outward about two feet, allowing access to a secret door in the back wall that swings open. That's interesting. <sighs> hmm. Beatrice sort of goes around and, and Pokes her head through the door. Okay. Um, so, you see uh, the castle court. So, there's a. What appears to be an archer's post. Um, with the single court. The castle courtyard visible through arrow slits in the north and west walls. Leaning against the walls are mirrors of various sizes, with some as tall as humans and others small enough to fit in a backpack. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, she comes back into the room and says, uh, so there seems to be a secret door behind the organ, Conrad. Okay. Strange that uh, he would leave us here with the means to do so. But interesting. Um... I mean, obviously a fun thing would be, oh, someone hides in there and then it comes back and they can attack if there's a problem. But um, considering that's uh, something that Strad is most certainly aware of, considering this is his domain, uh, not really great. It does certainly feel quite a lot like a trap now, doesn't it? Um, I was, I don't know why, I was actually kind of expecting sort of a dinner of some requirement. Um, mm, but uh, there's no one to be seen here. And, um, oh, yes, traps, enjoyable. Well, good, good find there, Beatrice, I suppose. Meanwhile, back at the mansion. Um, so, before we get into our uh, studies and uh, note-taking, let's, uh, here, here's a few uh, scrolls that might come in handy for. Now, if you're only beginning, some of these might... Uh, might not be as reliable. Ah, um, uh, yes. But... They, they should help in a pinch. As, as long as you can uh, get them to work in time. 
and he hands you uh, three scrolls. Oh, yes. Okay. So one of them is of the spell Revivify. <laughs> Another is, let me just double check the bard list to make sure that this one is on here. Um, I will say for the record while you're looking it up that Sevia is just so excited for fall. <laughs> um, so the se second one is Raise Dead. Ooh. Uh, and the third one is Greater Restoration. Oh, nice. Oh, wonderful. Uh, thank you. A very... Um... There's a theme going with these ones. Uh, should definitely be quite useful. I'll see if I can figure out how to use them. Yes, well, there are certain... Uh, the way that bardic magic tends to work, it tends to get lumped in with all the other arcane stuff. So, uh... You, you, go, for, you go to collect arcane scrolls and sometimes you end up with... Stuff that is usually only the domain of the divine casters that some bards are able to do. Yes, I'll, I'll have to see if I can do that. Thank you. Yes. It's very, very generous. These two, any points, particularly at the Greater Restoration and the Raised Dead Scrolls, mm -hmm. those are going to be a bit trickier to use in the moment. Yes. They're all, and they might take a while before you can use them reliably. Uh, considerably more time than it will take to utilize the scroll of Revivify Pie reliably. I see. Um, uh, thank you. I've figured out how to how to study these. Yes. Uh, you may, with time, be able to replicate their effects, but uh, as the way bardic magic tends to work, you're best off uh, utilizing them for the casting of the spell that comes with it. <clears throat> Thank you. Uh, yes, as I said before, I'm still fairly new to this form of magic. Of course. But uh, something I'd like to improve upon. I guess, for like, for what of interest, how what, what does a spell? What is a spell scroll like? Is it like a detailed list of how you cast a spell? Is it some kind of like magical symbol that you like? How would it be? Yeah. So it's it's a, a mixture of things. So it is. Um, it has like obviously the uh, the arcane uh, formulas for for casting the spell. So if you were to have it in a say a wizard spell book it looks not dissimilar to the kind of shorthand and formulas that would be present there um however it also has um special uh filigrees and decorations throughout incorporating um incorporating like various uh additional magical uh magical materials and mm. in in particular in the case of these three scrolls um you can see that some of this even includes what appears to be 
um, diamond dust infused into oh that's really cool the material components are like in the scroll oh that's really neat yeah feels like oh pretty (laughs) yeah yeah it's definitely just thinking as well like oh later i will see if sevia can help me decipher this (laughs) yeah (laughs) now sevia Mm -hmm. let's let's get to work and that's where we're gonna leave it for this week Excellent. Oh boy! Yes. Are we ready for a library montage? Wow! <laughs> yeah. Two groups are having such a These different folks experience. Are Great <laughs> time! Strahd's escape room. Yeah. <laughs> we'll solve Strahd's right. escape room puzzle. So Let's we we will discuss. Uh, thank you, everyone. We will discuss between yeah. now and next session uh, possible spells for Sevia, and yeah, we will see mm. you, listeners, next time. Goodbye. Bye. See you next week. All right. This feels rigged. (laughs) I want to choose option B now. I want to go to Morton (laughs) Kylum. Yeah, we just chill at a library. Yeah. We just like a. I don't know. We might be about to have a little bit of fun. Mm. I mean, I'm. Definitely up for just kicking down the front door and leaving again in a huff. Like, well, <laughs> this was I, rude. That's not stood uh, up. Came for Valid dinner. option. Huh? Yeah. You guys rock up a modern kind and it's like, how did it go? He stood us up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, oh, that was nice. What a fun time that was. Fun time. Yeah, cool. Mm. Yeah. Interesting content or characters. Yeah. Little Fall and Little Strad running around. That was adorable. That was very, that was cute. very cute. I like that a lot. I'll be back in a sec. Yeah. Yeah, that was I, nice. I've realized that um, Prestidigitation is my favorite spell to have as a caster. And oh, I was real mad that Sevia doesn't have it, but so the fall used Dharmaturgy for a similar thing that Prestidigitation does, so now Sevia has it. Yeah, that's really cute. Excellent. I like that. Yeah, it's really handy. Oh, yeah. yeah. I really like the idea of characters like getting kind of spells from characters too. Uh-huh.